Thanks so much for being with us here on this oh, snowy Tuesday. My goodness, it's here, but I guess it's football weather. Couch Potato Radio, Derek Hansen with you on the Mighty 790 KFGO. We didn't know if it was going to be here. We thought maybe, then it was pulled out from under us, thinking the spring, and now uh, Jack FM, our sister station, is going to have the Gophers going for the Little Brown Jug at TCF Bank Stadium against the Michigan Wolverines, and the voice of the Golden Gophers, Mike Grimm, is with us. Mike, long time, no talk. I mean, 2020, oh, what an emotional roller coaster ride, especially for you know the main team that you cover here, which you know so much promise this season, but at least it's finally here. Yeah, at least we're getting a season in. Let's hope that it all goes you know unscathed and uh, and and you get the full nine game regular season and you know whatever might happen after that. But yeah, good to talk with you and good to catch up. And I'm glad that uh, you know Saturday night will be here and we'll have a football game to talk about. Yeah, it that is a scary thing. I mean, the Big Ten really has some protocols that are you know pretty stringent. So and, and they're trying to shoehorn this thing in with no bye weeks. That's the only thing that I'm concerned about. Hundred percent. That's a concern. I, you know, there's so there's basically sixty three games on the schedule. Seven games every week for nine weeks. At sixty three games, um, you know, if if uh, you were going to ask me to place a wager, which I don't bet on sports, but if you asked me to do that, would all sixty three games get played? I think the smart money would be no. Somewhere something's going to happen. There's got to be a hiccup. You just hope most of them get in. That there's a a, a, a you know a resemblance of a season. There's enough of a season that if, uh, say, an Ohio State uh, would be in you know playoff contention or whoever else might be, that they have enough uh, you know a body of work big enough that they can get into that. Um, and you hope you just don't miss a lot of games. But somewhere, especially as you said, with these stringent protocols, um, you know, there's there's a possibility that uh, a team won't, won't even have a huge outbreak. Um, you know, percentage-wise, five percent or more, seven percent or more positives, um, and I don't know the specifics of it. Whether that's over seven days, whether that's the day of the game, or what have you, um, you know, when you got a hundred players and it's five percent, that's only five players. You know, and I say only, um, you know, that that would put a game potentially in jeopardy. Um, you already have the Purdue coach who's sitting out, and look, all these teams are certainly doing all they can. Trust me on. Uh, you know, trying to stay safe. And the, the fact that, uh, you know, there's a head coach in the league that has it uh, would indicate that, you know, you can still do all the right things and still somehow, you know, run into this stuff. And you hope that everyone is safe. And then on top of it, Derek, you, you look at if a player does test positive um, with the first test, then they do a second test to make sure. So it's a second kind of test. It's an antigen chest uh, test first which is a little less accurate, so, um, but it's faster. And so they want the result, and, and, and it's more likely to be a false positive than a false negative. So um, they can deal with a false positive, and then they do a much more accurate, more thorough test uh, upon a, a positive. And if that's confirmed positive, that player's then out 21 days. That's, that could be three games, depending on where that 21 days start. Um, and so, you know, if you have four or five of those guys, um, you know, that, that changes the whole complexion of a season. So it, it is nothing's normal in this year. You're right about that. Um, and I think at this point, you just have to say, let's roll with the punches. Um, look, there was a time at one point where we thought there'd be no, uh, you know, the baseball season would get canceled, right? The Cardinals and the Marlins had all their deal. All and, right. Um, it, if, if Twitter is any indication, and as my friend Richard Patino always tells me, it's not. But if it were, um, on those week or two where that was a deal, everyone would say, I just canceled the season. This is crazy. It's not going to work. But guess what tonight is? Game one of the World Series. So if you work hard and, you, and, and, and everyone understands that there's going to be hurdles and bumps, 
Um, you know, the season will get put in. It may not look like it normally will look. It certainly won't. But let's hope enough uh, body of work is put in that, um, that that we can have some fun, sit back and enjoy it. With, with frankly, um, there's no no worries to stress out. I mean, it's going to be one of those years. Um, and look, if the Gophers go nine and zero, wonderful. Um, you know, it's going to count. That that's a season that's going to count. So. Let's hope that it uh, goes well. Obviously, some guys want to, I mean, getting Rashad Bateman back after, and thank goodness the NCAA did. I think they kind of looked at it and said, listen, with everything that's going on, let's let the kid play. I mean, that's such a huge thing. Losing Tyler Johnson, possibly losing him. Obviously, Tanner Morgan maybe is going to be looking at the NFL. Maybe not. I don't know. But, I mean, there's certainly some big names coming back this year. They've got on offense, assuming everyone that we think's coming back comes back, and that's the – you know, every year, every team deals with this with week one. You just don't know what the depth chart's going to look like. Coaches get paranoid. They don't want to let out what the depth chart's going to look like. They don't, they, they you know, believe that it's more of a, a competitive advantage if, if uh, you leave the other team in the dark. And to do that, you have to leave everyone in the dark because the way word travels nowadays. So um, assuming that everyone's back, that we think will be back, the offense should be really good. As you mentioned, you got Bateman back, you got Tanner Morgan back. Uh, Muhammad Ibrahim, the running back, is back, and that's you know that's a that's an underrated part. I, you know, I loved Rodney Smith. He was here for six years. One of my favorite all-time Gopher football players to cover. Great kid, all-time all-purpose yardage leader. And so I don't say this with uh, you know you know in a, in a sense that I think that uh, I'm trying to take anything away from him. But I, I do see, oh, the Gophers lost the all-purpose yardage leader, and you know that's going to be a hit. Leadership-wise, it'll be a hit. Production-wise, maybe, maybe not. But uh, you know, Muhammad Ibrahim was really good. He had 160 yards against Auburn last last year in that bowl game. He had 1,100 yards as a true freshman when Smith was hurt. So, assuming he's healthy, um, and he was on a Zoom call today, excited about the season. So, I'm assuming he is, and he'll be starting. Um, you know, that spot's going to be pretty good. I think Brevin Span Ford, the tight end out of St. Cloud, is going to have a breakout year. People were asking about him last year, and I said, I think it's a year away. I think when Tyler Johnson moves on and some of these other weapons leave, uh, that's going to free some, some footballs up for a guy. You know, everybody loves a tight end, right? Throw to the tight end, throw to the tight end. Well, when you're looking at the Gopher roster from last year and you got Rashad Bateman, you have Tyler Johnson, you have Rodney Smith and Muhammad Ibrahim, uh, and you have Chris Altman-Bell as your number three receiver who had seven touchdowns, um, then the question becomes, yes, uh, you know, uh, Brevin Span Ford, the tight end, has a great skill set and good weaponry, but how many, how many balls do you want to throw his way? Because every ball you throw his way means it's one less touch for all those other guys I just mentioned. Well, now a couple of those guys have moved on, and it's another year under his belt for Brevin Span Ford, and I think he becomes a big weapon this year in this offense. So, yeah, I think offensively, especially, Derek, defensively there are a lot of holes to fill four guys from that uh, defense were drafted um they also lost sam renner and thomas barber who were two local seniors that were kind of the heart of the middle of that defense so there are some holes to fill the good news is um, they have two cover corners back who are amongst the best not just in the big 10 but in the country and benjamin st juice and coney durr and then they have another starter at safety in jordan howden remember he made that game ceiling interception against penn state so the secondary should be strong. And if you're strong on the back end, um, that can make up for a few things while guys kind of take their lumps and guys learn where they're supposed to be and do everything else in the linebacking core and the, and the defense up front.
Well, it's good that their secondary looks pretty decent, considering that they have a young man who's, uh, you know, the, the name's pretty familiar with Minnesota sports fans playing with Tom Brady right now, and Antoine Winfield Jr. and doing yeah. a pretty good job. So that is good news there. That is for sure. Uh, Minnesota hasn't beaten Michigan since before I was born. I mean, so I was born 1973. It was in 1970, I do believe it is, in, in, in Minnesota. So th- that's crazy to think, but that is a yeah, that's a huge stat. It would be nice to erase that. Yeah, they, they did win in 1977 in Minneapolis at Old Memorial. I was four. State. I was Seven. four. That's right. Yeah. yeah, you were four. I was... I was seven, so um, yeah. we're both uh, we were both uh, you know barely old enough to put on our own shoes uh, <laughs> when the last time that happened. You probably weren't. Your mom was probably still putting your shoes on. I at least could tie. I, could, I couldn't tie mine very well at four. No. Yeah, yeah. That's, I, I have a Velcro now, so I don't have to worry about that. As you get older, that's what you do. But um, it, you know, you're right. They've they've only won it three times total since then. All yeah. of them have been in Ann Arbor. They won it in 86 with our good friend Daryl Thompson and Ricky Foggy. They won it in 2005 with uh, uh, that great group of players with Glenn Mason where they handed the ball off to play for overtime, and Gary Russell broke a long run down the sideline, and Jason Giannini hit the field goal to win it, and Glenn Mason uh, came back home with the little brown jug and took it to the local restaurant that night, and they, I think they actually drank from it, you know, like the Stanley Cup. And then uh, Jerry Kill's crew won it in, I think it was 2014. I get my years mixed up, 2014 or 2015. Um, And that was one of my all-time favorite games because the previous time Minnesota was at Michigan was a a dark day in Gopher history when Jerry Kill couldn't even make the trip because he had had a seizure that week. Um, Nobody knew. Like, we were on the team flight, and and, and we didn't even know. We didn't even notice it. You know, they, they kept it secret. And um, and they just got shellacked. And I'm like, oh, man, this is not good. And all the Gophers did then that year was go out and win four straight uh, with Jerry out and had a great year. And then the next year, they go back to Ann Arbor and win that game and won it soundly, like 30 to 14, Mitch Leitner and that crew and Joe Bjorklund. I remember that was my call at the end of the game. Joe Bjorklund was the only guy that knew where the jug was, and he got it. Um, everybody else was running the wrong way. Um, he tells a great story about it. He's like, everyone was running for the jug, right, uh, toward the uh, south end zone. That's where they thought it was. He's like, it was his first start in a while. He goes, I was so tired. I'm like, they can go get it. I, I'm, I'm too tired <laughs> to even run. We won. And he said he happened to glance over to the sideline. He's like, well, that jug's right there. Where are they going? So he just kind of jogged over and he got it. So uh, it was a pretty good story. He's like, he was so tired. He wasn't going to go get it. And as it turned out, uh, because he was tired, he ended up uh, being the first guy to get it because the, other, the rest of the team didn't know where it was. But anyway, uh, yeah, you're right. It's been a while, 1977. In fact, when you think about that, that was old Memorial Stadium. Uh, they never lost a game, Michigan, at the Metrodome. They won every game they played against the Gophers in the Metrodome, which, uh, you know, let's, let's end that. Let's, uh, let's get a win on Saturday night. Well, they should have on a Friday night, but I want to relive that nightmare. So yeah, yeah. that was uh, that was one of the worst Gopher games I've ever seen. They had a big lead, three-score lead, and uh, blew it. But, you know, Michigan, 18th ranked, uh, Minnesota 21st. And you look down, Maryland, Illinois, Iowa, Purdue, Wisconsin, Northwestern, Nebraska, the kind of usual suspects within the division. I guess the, my question for you, what is the goal? I mean, if they can go 9-0, and make some noise. I mean, we've talked so much about the Rose Bowl, but you know that would be one of the semifinals games. I mean, but is that unrealistic with the way things are shaking out? This is it, it, The normal goals aren't there here in 2020, are they? That's it. You have to be, you know, PJ's talked about it. You just have to be able to roll with the punches, you know. Um, you just don't know. Uh, the unknown is so great at this point. Um, from week to week, your roster could look dramatically different. You hope it doesn't. 
uh, and if it doesn't, and so the question you asked was, you know, what's the goal? Well, I'll phrase it this way. Assuming everyone ends up playing the way or ends up playing, um, you know, and, and, you know, there's no COVID that takes them out. There's no opt-outs. There's no injuries. I mean, obviously there's going to be injuries, but let's say in relative terms, everyone deals with that. Um, assuming the people we think will play uh, play and they get the full nine game schedule. in, so that's a big assumption, but let's assume that um, I think this team absolutely and the fan base should absolutely feel like they should be contenders in the West. The schedule, quite frankly, somewhat favorable, particularly if you start off one and zero against Michigan, right? If you get yep. to win this week, um, you know, you can, you, you can look at the schedule now and say, look, that puts us a step ahead of everybody else because um, that's a tough win in a crossover game. You look at the teams you're competing against, Wisconsin, uh, Iowa, Nebraska, you know, they all have tough crossover games as well. And right off the bat, if Minnesota can get that win on Saturday, they have a win in that tough crossover game. Because at the end of the day, in the in-division battle, you know, that, 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 that could solve it. But those cross-division games and who you play probably has as much to do with it as anything. Like Wisconsin has a little more favorable crossover but from a home road standpoint, they're not. But how much does home and road mean this year when there's going to be a thousand fans in the stands every place, right? It maybe not as much. Um, you know, the travel is going to be a little different probably in some cases. You might bus to a game you normally wouldn't. You might fly in the day of the game when you normally fly in the day before the game. I mean, all that stuff's different this year. So um, it, it's it's wide open. But I think Derek, absolutely, assuming. We see the team we think we'll see on the field. This team absolutely should feel like it can contend for the Big Ten West. Mike Grimm with us, voice of the Minnesota Golden Gophers, Michigan at Minnesota, coming up Saturday Saturday night on our sister station, uh, 101.9 Jack FM. I just want to finish up by saying this. I I was at, I met you for the first time at the Wisconsin-Minnesota game last year. It didn't turn out good for the Gophers, but I, I do have to say this. The one thing that breaks my heart now is because they probably, we don't know for sure, probably would have went to the Rose Bowl, and I really wanted Sid to see the Gophers in the Rose Bowl one last time. Yeah. And, and now I'm really heartbroken that Sid Hartman will not be able to see that. And it was really a down sports year, you know, for him. If he was going to go out, I was hoping one big Minnesota sports moment would happen first. No question. And it's another casualty of, of kind of where we're at. And, um, you know, it, it just, we, we've lost so much this year from, from like literally lost people, like, like death to lost seasons, to lost games, to, you know, not being able to be around family as much as you want to, um, you know, if you have people that you love in a long-term care facility, you know, they're just sitting there. I mean, it's just, it's just uh, yeah. heartbreaking. What, what the, you know, you, you drive around, um, you know, Minnesota, and and I'm sure it's similar up in Fargo. Um, you know, there's there's restaurants that have literally have banners hanging in their window temporarily closed or even worse. They have banners that say building for lease. So they've gone out of business, restaurants and different things. I mean, it's just been something. And let's hope we get through it all, um, you know, in a positive way that maybe this football season can lift up a little bit. You know, I think Sid will be with them in spirit. Certainly Saturday, he'll be part of the inspiration. There's no doubt about that. And TJ Fleck got pretty emotional. We had him on his weekly coaches show today, and he got emotional at, at uh, what Sid has meant to him and how much Sid went out of his way, as he always does with the, you know, with the Gopher coaches. You know, Sid was definitely a, a guy who was a supporter of the Gopher coaches. I used to joke all the time, uh, a coach would leave or get fired and, um, you know, Sid, Sid would get mad at the athletic director for, for letting the coach go. And the athletic director then would hire a new coach and Sid would say, well, this is a home run hire. This is the greatest thing ever. You know, <laughs> no it, doubt. it didn't matter who the coach was like Tracy Clays was let go. And that was a big mistake. Worst mistake the school ever made. According to Sid, 
they hired PJ Fleck and it's like, this is a home run hire. It's never yeah. been better. They've never had better leadership, you know? So it's, uh, you got to love Sid. You just have to love Sid. And I know the football team did and, and uh, certainly he'll be there in spirit with him. Well, go for football, basketball, and I'd say the Timberwolves probably his favorite beat. Maybe the Vikings. He, he liked being around everything, but go for football was near and dear to his heart because he was there during the glory days. I mean, he was no know, doubt. I mean, he was he was right fr- up up front and personal there. Uh, Six thirty, they kick things off on. Uh, you know, obviously it's going to be a big th- thing that they're on national TV again. But if you're out and about, and I'm sure there'll be a lot of high school games going on with playoffs and all that, you can hear one zero one nine Jack FM Mike Grimm. Thanks so much for your time as always. Yeah, for sure, Derek, and thank you. And we appreciate uh, your guys' support. We uh, get great feedback. Uh, you know, I think this is your—is it your tour? Yeah, now, two now. Yeah. yeah, and so we got great feedback from uh, from, from uh, uh, you guys uh, jumping on board with us and, and getting some great coverage uh, in, in Fargo Moorhead. You bet. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Okay. Okay, sounds good. Thank you, Derek. Mike Grimm, the play-by-play voice of the Minnesota Golden Gophers. About 4.30, they get that pregame show going, so a couple-hour pregame show on the 1019 Jack FM coming up. We got uh, KFGO today on the way, including uh, the best news and views and many of the other great live and local shows here on KFGO. Stick around for that. I'll see you again tomorrow night. Derek Hansen, Couch Potato Radio. (laughs) 